Hey, hey, Donna Price here, the host of Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. I am thrilled that you have joined the show so that you can hear from Visionary Womenpreneurs, their journey to success, the challenges, the hurdles, the successes, and the celebrations to making a difference in the world. We believe that Visionary Womenpreneurs impact not only their families, their customers, their clients, but also their communities, and that ripples out into the world. When you're a successful entrepreneur, you make a difference. This show is all about how to do that, how to become a visionary womenpreneur and make it big in the world. I'm excited to bring to you guests and episodes focused on business building strategies for your success. So let's get started. Welcome to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. Hi, this is Donna Price with Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. I am thrilled today to be talking with Dr. Ashley Smith. Dr. Smith earned her PhD in clinical psychology from the University of Nebraska-Lincoln in 2007. She has specialized in the treatment of anxiety and obsessive compulsive spectrum disorders, initially as a staff psychologist at Omaha Children's Hospital, then at the Kansas City Center for Anxiety Treatment. She made the leap into the entrepreneurial world in 2017 when she started a private practice. As a licensed psychologist, she helps people learn to overcome anxiety using an evidence-based treatment called cognitive behavioral therapy informed by applied neuroscience. In addition to clinical work, she has several scholarly publications and regularly presents workshops and trainings on local and national levels. Ashley also has a rare degenerative degenerative retinal disease. As part of her personal journey to thrive despite vision loss, she delved into the science of happiness and positive psychology, eventually combining her professional expertise and personal experience in the blog, A Blind Quest for Happiness. Ashley is passionate about helping others find happiness and enjoyment in life, and this passion fueled her latest business venture, co-founding Peak Mind, the Center for Psychological Strength, to provide cutting-edge information and tools from the fields of psychology and design thinking to everyone who wants to transform their lives. I'm thrilled to welcome Dr. Ashley Smith to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. Ashley, welcome to Visionary Womenpreneurs Radio. I'm so thrilled to have you here. Thanks, Donna. I'm really excited to be here today talking with you, too. Well, I'm excited to learn more about what you're doing um, and how you've kind of gotten here, because it sounds like in your intro that it's been a journey to be here in business now. So why don't you share with people a little bit about how that journey happened and why you're excited to be an entrepreneur now. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's, I never saw myself 
as an entrepreneur, at least not up until a few years ago. And um, so it'll probably end up being a long story. It, feel free to, to jump in and cut me off. But my background, uh, I have a doctorate in clinical psychology and I'm a licensed clinical psychologist. My first position out of school a million years ago was at Omaha Ch Children's Hospital. And I was there for a couple of years. And then it wasn't really a great fit in terms of just what I was looking for. And I happened to meet a woman who was also an entrepreneur and had started her own anxiety clinic. And I took a leap of faith and joined her uh, staff as a senior staff uh, psychologist. And that was sort of my first step into the entrepreneurial world um, because it wasn't a well-established hospital. I mean, it's, it's a thriving clinic now, but this was about 10 years ago. And so it was a leap to go and it was a really good move for me at the time. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to learn the ropes and then I'm going to go start my own anxiety clinic. And then I got there and decided, no, I can't do the business side. That's too much. So I was really happy being a clinician for a long time and specializing in the treatment of anxiety and related disorders. And then I got to a point where it really just wasn't quite um, satisfying anymore and it didn't really fit for my life. And uh, side note, I have a visual impairment and it's something I've had my entire life, but it started to tank quite a bit and I lost a, a lot more vision and, and some functionality with that, like I had to stop driving. And that really prompted me to kind of question, you know, what am I doing with life? And am I happy? And being the nerd that I am, I dove into the science of happiness. And so I started to learn about that. I got introduced to this idea of lifestyle by design or, or life design, which is um, a whole field dedicated toward kind of carving out your own path and figuring out what a good life looks like for you, not what path has been prescribed for you or what those expectations are. And so all of these factors kind of came together and I realized working the hours I was working just wasn't cutting it for me anymore. And I took a, a small step into the entrepreneurial world by starting my own private practice. And it was terrifying, right? Like I, I think any of us who kind of venture into out on your own, it's scary. And the, the nice thing is my day job is trading fear. So I have a really nice skill set to draw on and, and I did. Uh, and that transition to private practice was honestly, it was a really good move for me. And I feel blessed and lucky that it, it wasn't a struggle. I had been in practice in the area for long enough that I had a pretty steady referral source. So it was a pretty easy yeah. transition. But what it did for me as a businesswoman, um, was it made me brave and it made me hopeful and it made me um, trust that I do have skills. And, and so this whole, I think mindset that holds a lot of people back is, oh, I'm not the kind of person who can start my yeah. own business. And, and that's where I was for many years. And now it's, well, I'm doing it. And, and so where this has really led to, what, what I really see is, is um, a big exciting step was teaming up with a friend and colleague. We'd gone to grad school together and then she ventured into the entrepreneurial world way before I did as a consultant and a data analyst and a podcaster. And then sort of ended up crossing paths again and realizing that we really share this passion for, for sharing psychology and life design basically with anybody who will listen. So <laughs> I wanted to get out of the walls of my office and be able to 
impact other people. And that led us to form uh, Peak Mind, the Center for Psychological Strength. And we just launched in May of uh, 2019. Nice. It's brand new. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as a start, it's, it's a membership site where uh, members can join and we have members only workshops where we draw from various fields or branches of psychology and life design to really teach these tools uh, to help people build psychological strength, which is um, really, I think of it as resilience and being able to kind of bounce back and, and take charge of life. And so that's the work that I'm really, really thrilled to be doing in addition to my private practice. Cool. All right. So yeah. you've got a couple businesses going now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's been uh, quite a fun journey. Scary, but fun. Yeah. I, I find it so interesting that we connected and we're having this conversation now because I've been um, in business for a while and I feel mm -hmm. courageous as a business owner at this mm -hmm. point. But um, I've just started biking again and I realized like I'm dealing with fear that I used to have that I didn't have for a long time. I was thinking of, write, of about writing a blog post about how I lost my, I lost my courage. Like where'd my courage go? <laughs> well, you're would... talking about fear and strength. It's great. Right. <laughs> well, and I would actually argue that courage is, a, I mean, this is a quote from somebody, I have no idea where, but it's not my original, but courage isn't the absence of fear. It's being afraid of doing it anyways. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, with the, with peak mind, I'm, I alternate between being really confident and excited and then having those thoughts, that little inner voice of what oh. are you doing, right? Same yeah. thing with life writing. I imagine getting out there and um, it, you're stepping out of a comfort zone. Like your business comfort zone is probably really big. Um, yeah. Whereas I'm pushing mine and biking is, is new territory. And I think it's, it's good. Good to yep. get out there. It's mm -hmm. old familiar territory that I haven't been playing in very much recently. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so let's just talk a little bit about like what is psychological strength and what do you mean by that term? So yeah. that people understand that. Absolutely. So um, my colleague, April Seifert, so she's the other co-founder of Peak Mind. The way we define psychological strength is an empowered state of resilience that allows you to bounce back from challenges. So to really thrive through adversity and to get the most out of life. So from our perspective, psychological strength encompasses the skills and the mindsets and the abilities that you need to really thrive. And we look at it as something that can be cultivated. It's something that can be built um, or increased, much like physical strength. So yeah. you got to go to the yeah. gym. You got to work it out and, you know, to really build that strength. And then you can carry more weight. You can move through life more easily. And we look at it the same way. And, and we joke that, you know, peak mind really came about as we we're having a conversation, like, where's the gym membership for your mind? <laughs> and that's peak mind. So we couldn't find one. So we decided to create one. Um, but, you know, drawing from my background is clinical psychology. So my, my whole job is to help people learn about how their brains work, how their minds work, specifically with anxiety and things like depression and, and insecurity. And to overcome that, to, I think of it as like training your brain so that it can, um, it, it can respond differently to the, okay. to the 
and, and April's background in psychology is in social cognitive, which is all about relationships and, and the cognitive being our, our thinking and mental processes. So when you put those together, um, we've got, you know, this long standing history, like in the academic world and research backgrounds and practice. And then we've also had an opportunity to use it in our own lives. For me, it's dealing with um, blindness and increasing blindness. And for her, um, she speaks pretty openly about a couple of major adversities in her life too. And so that's sort of the, yep, we know it from the ivory tower of academia, but also from the trenches. Yeah. Of life. And, you know, and I've said for years, it's not rocket science. And I wish they taught this stuff in, in elementary schools and high schools and colleges, because I think oh. we could all benefit from learning how our minds work and, and to make them work for us instead of against us. Yep, definitely. I think that's true. We should be teaching it in school and just people skills in general should be yeah. a major focus of education and how you interact with people and get along and all that kind of stuff. But that's completely. <laughs> I'll get on a soapbox and we'll be here for days. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Um, so what does psychological strength have to do with being in business? And I think you talked a little bit about that, just mm -hmm. partially that initial fear of going into business that a lot of people face. Yeah. Well, I, I actually see psychological strength as something that entrepreneurs have or need. Um, there is, I think, even just deciding to take a step out and, and to branch out um, with that really from my perspective as a psychologist that's getting a handle on your belief system and those those beliefs about your self-identity I am the kind of person who does this or doesn't do that it's in it's it's those voices inside our own head as well as from other people uh, and, and what we're told we can and can't do and the expectations about how we're supposed to be so really even being able to recognize those and challenge those that falls under psychological strength. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs do that without really even thinking of it in those terms. But we have this whole set of skills that, that help us change our beliefs to make them be more beneficial and more workable. Um, I think having a really clear sense of your values, and that's the term that I would use, yeah. that your why, what's important to you, what fills you up, what energizes you, and then using that as your compass to guide you. And I think for business people having that clear sense of your values, your mission statement, and then your actions that go with it. So your goals, yeah. that's important too. There's a lot of fear and uncertainty that comes with being a businesswoman. Um, we have a whole lot of beliefs around money and happiness and security. And what I found really interesting a few years ago, I mean, I, I deal with fear and, and thoughts and feelings and behaviors and how those are all tied together. A few years ago, I realized, you know, I don't know anything about money, 10 years of school and not a single business class because, yep. you know, teaches that. So I started to dive into it and I was shocked to find out that so much of the advice and really being successful in the business world maps very much onto the same stuff of dealing with anxiety. And so it was like, oh, this is all just fear-based or beliefs around money and being able to challenge those was really, really helpful. Yeah. And then I also think with, with business success, you have to be resilient because you're going to either get stuck, uh, paralyzed by fear of not having it all figured out and being perfect. And that's overwhelming, right? If you feel right. like I have to have every single thing I'm going to do in business world 
business-wise mapped out, you're not going to get anywhere. No. So I think we've probably both gotten really comfortable with, you just take yeah. a step. Like it's just, what's your next step? And then yeah. you either trust it's going to work out or it's going to be a learning opportunity and being able to learn from mistakes and move forward. That's psychological strength as opposed to making a mistake and then giving up. And so I, I really think it's at the core of being successful. Yeah. Well, I think a couple of things, the mm -hmm. perfectionism that we see in people is a real challenge, I think, yeah. because it, I call it like analysis paralysis, Absolutely. like they get stuck and they don't launch the website or they like mm -hmm. don't do something because they want it to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And you could spend years trying to make something like it's just never going to be perfect. Like <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be nice. It's going to be great. But you know, like we just need yeah. to about perfect. Um, mm -hmm. The other thing I was thinking of, like I focus on marketing with people, mm -hmm. and the fear around marketing is huge mm -hmm. because people have um, learned. I don't know, in kindergarten that you don't brag about yourself. Right. You don't, you know, especially women, maybe. Absolutely. More, than men. more so. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so when I meet with people, they're like, oh, I hate marketing. And like, I do the whole thing on like, you need to fall in love with marketing because this is what can transform your business. If you can market well and convert, you know, mm -hmm. prospects into clients, you can grow your business. Um, mm -hmm. But people constantly come and, oh, I don't want to market. I hate marketing. <laughs> you know, and part of it is that yeah. fear of saying I'm good or I'm, you know, pick me or mm -hmm. it's fear-based, I think. Yeah. Well, and it, it all comes down to, um, depending on like which world you're, you're coming from, it's either called self-limiting beliefs or I would just you know, call it more like core beliefs or um, it, it's just our, our brains like rules and they kind of take our experiences and then they make rules from it. Like don't brag about yourself, right? That's an yeah. early one. And yeah. then, and then we're so used to just listening to whatever our minds tell us and taking it as fact. And it, that's just not the case. I, I think it's so important for people to understand like your, your mind is a problem solving machine that, that that's what it does. And it's constantly looking for problems and it's throwing out yeah. solutions and it's throwing out stories and some of it's helpful and some of it isn't, and we can change some of that. But that all, that and then as a psychologist, that's what I do is I help people recognize those thoughts and those beliefs and how they're impacting their behavior and their choices or driving their emotions, whether it's confidence or fear, and then changing it. And I just, I think it's stuff that everybody needs to know and understand. And I think it's been interesting for me as you bring up like marketing, that's uncharted territory for me. And, and then I have two choices. I can look at it as all of that. I can't do that. Um, yeah. That's down our problem solving machine in our head, right? If it's like, I can't, it's like, oh, done, dismiss. Or just a simple little tweak to how can I do this? Opens yeah. it up and that that's where I get my mind to work for me as I say, how can I do this? And it's like, oh, well, you're going to learn. You're going to read this. You're going to listen to these podcasts. You're going to find mentors. You're going to do all this. And it unlocks stuff and, and that's sort of the, the growth mindset that it is so powerful yeah. Same thing with technology um I went from describing myself as someone who is not tech savvy at all to I can create websites now and I'm learning yeah. new platforms and um 
And that's powerful to know, okay, I can learn this stuff and I can right. go to wiser people or people who have figured it out and made the mistakes for me. So, right. Yeah. yeah. And I think the world with the internet and technology has just mm -hmm. changed our access to that type of information and mm -hmm. the ability to gain new skills or grow mm -hmm. faster than previously. Yeah. Um, so what does, what can we learn from the field of psychology to increase entrepreneurial success? Like how does yeah. psychology speak to that? Yeah. That's mindset. Oh, oh man. In a small, okay. Cause that <laughs> we could be here all day too. And I love okay. to talk about this stuff. So, okay. um, well, I, I think the type of therapy that I do in my practice is called cognitive behavioral therapy. And it's all about understanding how your thoughts drive your feelings and, and back and forth. So like coming in and meeting you for today. So I'm talking to a stranger and it's going to be shared. So I could either think of that as, oh my gosh, I hope I don't screw up. I hope I don't say anything dumb. What if she thinks I don't know what I'm talking about and her listeners um, hate it and think it was a waste of time. Yeah. And then I'm going to feel anxious. And then what am I going to do? I'm probably going to over-prepare, over-analyze, or maybe back out altogether. Right. Or I can come into it and I can think, what an awesome opportunity. I get to talk with a like-minded person about things I'm really passionate about. Maybe it'll spark uh, you know, a, a flame of inspiration in somebody else. How cool would that be? And I'm going to feel excited and confident. And then I'm going to be more in the moment with you, not analyzing. Yeah. So it's the same thing, but I'm kind of coming at it. I, I almost think of it like, you know, the, the news channels. So you can, they, like, if you're listening to Fox or CNN, they take the same events, but they have dramatically different spins on it. Yes. Our minds do the same thing. Psychology teaches us one, that that happens and two, how to take control so that you're the one in control of the spin. Yep. There's also a whole set of skills that teach us how to, how to move through fear. We're wired that just by design, when we feel afraid, it, it's our body's built in danger system. So it's, it's to alert us to threat and danger so that we hightail it out of there. Definitely. And what happens is a lot of times our, our danger systems are too good. And they're saying threat, 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 like failure won't actually kill you, but it makes us anxious, right? So our brain treats it like a threat. And so psychology also teaches us how to distinguish true alarms from false alarms and how to respond differently. So instead of avoiding mistakes, I'm going to learn how to push through, how to expand my comfort zone. So I think there's, and there's so many other skills, like how to change behavior. Yeah we tend to rely overly on willpower. And I would argue that willpower is overrated and that we need to have other strategies for setting goals and reaching them and, and really learning how to control our behavior. And it really boils down to mindset and controlling yeah. how we respond to the thoughts that go through our mind. Definitely. Well, I think also in terms of goals and achieving mm -hmm. goals, I used to work in group homes with people with disabilities and we would take a task and break it down into however many steps we needed to. So toothbrushing yeah. could be a 50 step task yep. where you and I just go and we brush our teeth. Yep. Um, but then when we set goals, we set this big goal that we mm -hmm. want this now and we don't break down the steps and say, well, I did this, I did this, 
and acknowledge and celebrate those steps along the way. Right. You're just going for this big thing that yeah. right now is too big. <laughs> well, then we get overwhelmed and so yeah. we shut down and quit. And yeah, like those are skills, learning how to, yeah. to break it down, to set those goals. You're tapping into something I think is really huge and underestimated, and that is the skill of celebrating successes. Uh, we don't, yeah. we don't do that. Our, our brains are wired toward negativity naturally. So they notice our failures more. You have yep. to take deliberate steps to really acknowledge the victories. It actually takes 10 times longer for successes and positives to be encoded in our memory. So that means you have to be intentional about celebrating them because the negative goes straight there. Positives, yep. it takes 10 seconds instead of instantaneous. So you really got to focus on it, but it's so so important. I always encourage people to keep a gratitude journal or a celebration journal where you write those things down. Because mm -hmm. I'd ask people like, what did you accomplish last year? When we're looking at like their strategic plan and they come up with like three things. I'm like, no, you, you did more than three things last year. And yeah. when you start writing down those things in your journal, you're like, oh, I did, I did quite a lot, especially for solo entrepreneurs. Where you Absolutely. feel like you're spinning your wheels, you know, Absolutely. not getting a lot of feedback. Um, yeah. but I think it's a critical strategy. I think and that that helps build like momentum for you Absolutely. in that energy. Yeah, I also remember, this was years ago, in the um, Summer Olympics, there was an Olympian, I think he had won four gold medals mm -hmm. and one silver. And when yeah. they interviewed him, all he talked about was that he lost that gold. Yep. And it was like, man, you just won four gold medals. But that's and you're bummed out because you didn't get the fifth one, but you got silver. <laughs> right. So but that's that's people not understanding. Our brains have a structure, built-in structure to categorize our failures. Yeah. It does not have kind of the opposite. We don't have a built-in structure that categorizes our success. We have to right. sort of hack the system by doing things like a gratitude journal and, and change it, you know, training it to recognize and celebrating those things. But if you don't, what happens? You go through life. Oh, here's where I failed. Here's where I'm not yeah. good enough. Not good enough. Not good enough. And that's going to lead to insecurity, anxiety, guilt, um, and ultimately shut us down and it keeps us from taking chances because we don't want to fail. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Earlier you were talking and about this conversation and I find that I have like two reactions to inviting people to be on the podcast. Mm -hmm. One reaction is people are like, yeah, let's do it. Even if they're scared, mm -hmm. they're like, let's do it. And the other reaction is, well, I really need to do some preparation. Give me like eight to 10 to 12 weeks and, you know, get back to me. And it's like, this is a conversation. It's right. It's not a hard thing to do. And you already know your stuff. So it's an easy conversation because all we're going to talk about is what you're great at. But it's that fear of Bingo. like not mm -hmm. being perfect and having, you know, everything scripted out or I don't even know yeah. what they're going to do. Yeah. No, <laughs> they're right. not showing up ever. It's fear. And it's all yeah. of those thoughts that go through the mind spitting out all of these stories, the things that could go wrong, how you're yeah. not good enough. Um, that imposter syndrome, it's all of that stuff. And then you've got your mind holding you back 
working against you instead of working for you. So what's a tool that people could use to kind of change that like mm -hmm. inner voice? Mm -hmm. Like I'm uh, thankful to hear a psychologist saying that there's that inner voice. So then we all know it's not, we're not crazy. <laughs> no, <laughs> there's tons, uh, tons of voices in there. Um, so there are a lot of tools and, and I, my, my first, you know, thought is like, we'll join Peak Mind membership and we'll give you tools every month to do. Yeah. Um, but take away right now, one of the most important things I've done and that uh, the patients I work with and then the, just the people I talk to, I think one of the best things we could all do is ban the word should from our vocabulary, both spoken and internal, because from from my perspective, should is the most harmful word in the English language. It's like the yeah. frenemy, right? It's like, oh, I'm trying to help you out. You should do this or you shouldn't have done that. But the only thing that follows a should is you're going to feel anxious, you're going to feel guilty, or you're going to feel angry. Yeah. And shoulds are just expectations that we can't really live up to. Like, I should not make a mistake. Okay, I'm going to feel insecure and anxious. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Again, I'm going to feel anxious or guilty or embarrassed. So I would just ban the word should. And okay. as you start to pay attention to how often that word goes through your mind or comes out of your mouth, you're going to be shocked. It is there all the time, especially if you're feeling anxious or angry. That's usually when we're shooting on other people. She shouldn't do that. He should have done this. Yeah. Pay attention to that and get rid of it. And it, it, it is one of the most freeing things to do. And I think that helps us start to chip away at those expectations and um, yeah, just those ideas those, that hold us back. Yeah. I, one of the words that I um, think needs to be banned sometimes mm -hmm. is the word just. Uh-huh. That's on my, that's on my short list too. <laughs> I used to facilitate high ropes courses and mm -hmm. you would have people high up on cables in the trees and the people on the ground would say, just walk across there. And mm -hmm. when you're the person up there terrified, you're the things you're thinking when you hear somebody say just <laughs> are not nice things. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> it's, like, it's not a just when you're the person that's jumping out for the ball or walking across the cable. Like it's a hard thing to do yeah. and it minimizes that like this it's is a simple thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I think when we use just like, oh, I was just saying this, what we're doing is actually making excuses too, yeah. right? Instead of, instead of owning it, it's okay to say, I, I made a mistake instead of, I was just trying to help. I, yeah. I, judgment call and it was wrong. I'm sorry. And, and kind of owning that. So I, and I think it's an interesting conversation, uh, this whole one, because I think language really matters and what we're saying to ourselves. And it, it's a very, very powerful. So we'll ban should, we'll ban just. And instead <laughs> of I can't, we change that to how can I? Ah, I love and, that. And that right there will do a lot to sort of, to start to change that yeah. mindset. Yeah. Yeah, communication is huge. I don't know if you have children, but mm -mm. when you have children, I mean, even out in the world, like you think you've said something so clearly, and then, <laughs> yeah, how did you not understand what I meant there? <laughs> like, yeah, you know, uh, just, 
it's such a, a challenging thing, you know, that you think your message is clear. I mean, I, as a business owner, I've had people say, I didn't know you did that. And it's like, well, I've been telling you that for a year now. Like, how do yeah. you know that? Yeah. So it's an opportunity, I guess, to then go back and look at what you're saying. Absolutely. Like to others as well as to yourself. But I I laugh on the communication thing because I think, and I I tell people I work with all the time, there are three, there there are three pieces here. There's what I think I'm saying, what you think I'm saying in the words I actually said. And those sometimes are all three different. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, it's like the, my truth, your truth, and the truth. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Somewhere in between there. Mm-hmm. Um, so how challenging has it been to, like, launch this new business? Yeah, it's been, well, it's been a work uh, in progress for a while. So when I think back, April and I started talking we, we, we came together just to, to collaborate and, and help support each other. She was starting her podcast, the women inspired podcast. And I was starting a, a personal blog, which was a blind quest for happiness. And we were trying to figure out our voices and the technology. And then it sort of morphed into, we should do this and we should make it a thing. So we, I think decided on a name and bought, bought the domain Peak Mind Psychology more than a year ago. So it's been a process of really clarifying what we wanted to do in, in business model and figuring out the technology. So it's gone, it, in, in the beginning, it was a little slower um, than I think we could have been. And, and it took us putting in place some structure, right? Setting specific goals and deadlines and timelines. And that really got some momentum going. And it's been exploring and learning the marketing side, the technology side. And um, so it's, it's been a challenge, but I think both of us personality-wise or mindset-wise really look at challenges as exciting and opportunities. Um, so we've, we've talked about how it's, it's almost like a game to sort of crack the code for marketing instead of yeah. it being this daunting thing. And, and so we've actually had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, it's been big and we've learned a lot and I think we will continue to learn a lot as we go, but honestly, it's been fun. And, and we both are at a point where our risk tolerance is pretty high. So we're willing to take a risk and put it out there knowing it may or may not go exactly as we want it to, but also really believing we're onto something really powerful here, really impactful. And I think there's that passion behind it, that why, um, that makes it really easy to kind of put in the time and put in the yeah. effort to go for it. So tell us that big vision, like mm-hmm. that you're going for. So our, our big vision is to take the things that we know from psychology that people can get either from diving into the academic journals, which no one reads unless you're um, you know, a psychologist, no. or <laughs> the tools from the therapy room, which... Yeah. And you, you know, I think there's so much of stuff, especially as the rates of anxiety and depression are, are skyrocketing, that tells me that there's a lot of stuff we need to be doing from a prevention standpoint. And, and what can we take um, to help just the average person, whether they have a true anxiety or depression disorder or not, we can all benefit from these things. I, I practice CBT every day and have 
for years. It was one of the best things about my career choices in CBT being cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, I was just looking at my notes. Yeah. Saying, okay. Yeah. Let me, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's things that I think everybody could benefit from. And then if we pull yeah. in also the, the field of positive psychology, which is strategically making more of the good stuff, gratitude, well-being, happiness, um, we want to share that with everybody. I think the short story is our vision is to help people really thrive in, and to promote well-being. Concretely, we see doing that by taking what we know about technology, advancing with the times and making it um, easy to access. We want more people to be able to access it. So we want it to be affordable, easy, um, coming to you through your cell phone, your laptop, um, whatever device you want to use, and connecting you with a community of other people who are, who are on this mission too, to really get more out of life. And so that's, that's our vision. We want to um, get, get out of the office, get out of the journals, and, and take it to the real world. Very cool. I, yeah. think, that, I think that there's a real need in the world um, just from everything that's going on in the world right now. And, but I, I think that there's a lot of people dealing with traumatic stress or post-traumatic stress and Mm -hmm. anxiety and Mm -hmm. making it accessible because it's not accessible for everybody. Right. You know, and do like a clinical therapy kind of. Absolutely. And and we know not everybody needs that or, they can get, at least in some cases, the same benefits through different mechanisms, through different formats, and, and that's what we want to do. And then when we look at just lifestyle, at least in, in our country, it's go, 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 go. We're underslept. We're not eating right. We're not exercising. We've got all of these things going on that um, really just kind of max us out. And so people are running around chronically stressed without even really knowing it doesn't have to be this way. Yeah. And that I think is, is kind of the, the beauty too of the entrepreneurial world is it doesn't have to be this way. I'm taking charge and making it different in, in my business and my day-to-day life. And you're doing the same thing and, and yeah. I'd love to see, you know, other people doing the same or at least taking some of the aspects of it and creating a life that feels better. Yeah. Well, and I think that that's, um, not a new concept, but it's definitely out there more that you can create a lifestyle that you like and that you Mm -hmm. want. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not new ideas. I think people need to hear them now. Yeah, definitely. Um, And very empowering, I think, Mm -hmm. for people. Mm -hmm. So um, how has it been to be a woman starting this business, like has that been a factor for the two of you at all? Um, I, I haven't noticed that as much, um, but I'm in, I'm, I'm in a helping profession. So if you yeah. look at, I mean, I think still in clinical psychology, it might be male dominated, but it, and if you look at therapists in general, it, it's, um, I don't think I run into quite as many of the issues that come up in the business world. And then starting this, uh, starting Peak Mind, I don't think we've run into it yet. Um, April, her other businesses are in data analytics and business consulting. And 
I think she's run into a little bit more where people have these stereotypes and, um, and that's kind of what started her whole women inspired podcast was uh, kind of like your mission to really empower women and, um, her background and research when we were in grad school is stereotypes in business world and and, in gender and how that impacts. So those are a real thing. And, um, yeah, I think it's up to us to kind of figure out how to adapt and conquer. That's my personal motto, adapt and conquer, but to figure out um, what it is and, and how to not let us let it hold us back. Very cool. Well, I know we only have a couple minutes left. Mm-hmm. So what should I have asked that I haven't asked that you want people to know about? Um, wow. Uh, I think... Um, I mean, like the one thing that comes to mind is, you know, here's my contact information, but the other thing, I, oh, there's so much that I just love to talk about. Uh, I think the biggest thing is that, um, people don't know that they don't know much about their, their minds and how they work. And that knowing that is really, I think a key to unlocking life in your potential. It doesn't have to feel the way it does now and it doesn't have to be the way it is now, but it is up to you to take the responsibility to seek out the information, to seek out the know-how. And and there are a lot of resources out there, but a lot of people don't even know that yeah. they can. And I think that's kind of one of the biggest things is that you can't everybody can. Um, just like you can you can get stronger physically, you can get stronger psychologically. I love that because I think sometimes we kind of get in our like day to day, we're just going along. Yeah. We get into habits and we go on autopilot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and then you're looking back going, how did that all happen? Right. So it's really about being conscious and, and taking charge of it and making a decision that absolutely stay in that kind of consciousness. Absolutely pursuing that lifestyle that you want. So Mm -hmm. let's talk about contact peak mind. Yep. So that is uh, peakmindpsychology.com. And people can find out all about um, what we offer and contact us through there. I also have a personal practice website and that's drashleysmith.com. So D-R-A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-M-I-T-H.com. People can contact me through there as well. Great. Well, I really appreciate you being here and have loved talking with you and learning more about the work that you all are doing in um, helping people become psychologically strong. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been, it's always fun to talk about these things. So I appreciate the opportunity. Definitely. I feel like we could go on for hours and hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> we'll keep it short. We'll keep it short. <laughs> but thank you so much. Yeah. Have you picked up the Visionary Womenpreneurs Field Guide yet? It's filled with information to help you build a marketing system that becomes predictable and reliable for growing your business. Pick up the field guide today at visionarywomenpreneurs.com. Thanks for joining me today at Visionary Women Printers Radio. I hope it was helpful to you in your journey as a visionary woman printer. And I hope that you'll join our community on Facebook, Visionary Women Printers, and join the conversation. I look forward to seeing you on our next show. 
Make it a great day.